Hey, hey, Rebels. During this recession, you might think that you need to slash the prices of your signature services. Or maybe you're a speaker, or you plan events, or you lead workshops and retreats, and everything has been canceled for the foreseeable future. And while I 100% do not believe you should be slashing your prices because that is a race to the bottom, my friends. And I do 100% believe that events will make a comeback because I promise you after all of this social distancing, we will want to be together in the flesh and see one another again. In the meantime, you might be wondering, what should you do to generate revenue? How can you create something new that can serve your audience and help your business thrive during this time? So this conversation with Natalie Sisson couldn't have come at a better time. She calls herself a leading learner, which I personally love, in how to get paid to be you. So we talk all about how to identify new revenue streams, what questions to ask yourself so that you can best serve your business and your audience, and what industries can expect to see an uptick and growth during this time. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by this. We also talk a lot about how to take care of yourself while you're navigating these pivots. And I also want to warn you, we had a little tech difficulty during this because the internet's running slow. Everybody's working from home. So you might want to head over to my website, drmichellemazur.com and grab the transcript because you don't want to miss any of what Natalie has to say. So here's what you need to know about Natalie. She is a New Zealand entrepreneur, a two-time best-selling author, speaker, triathlete, and the host of the Untapped podcast, which has been downloaded over 1.5 million times. After ditching a successful corporate career and co-founding a technology company, Natalie decided to monetize her humble six-month-old blog, The Suitcase Entrepreneur, into a multiple six-figure online educational platform by creating eight different revenue streams while traveling the world. In 2018, though, she traded in her suitcase for roots and is now passionate about helping others learn how to combine their knowledge, skills, and passions into multiple income streams that amplify their purpose, impact, and profit. And I do want to mention that Natalie does have a resource for you at the end to help you figure out what income streams you can add to your business at the end of the pod. So listen for that at the end of the interview or go visit the show notes. But before we dive in, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Rebel Rising podcast is sponsored by the One Page Brand Message Map. Do you want to grow your audience and your business, but you're struggling to show up consistently because you feel overwhelmed by all your ideas and you don't know what direction to take your business in? And worse, your message is strewn across a hundred different Google Docs, journals, and post-it notes from all the different courses and programs you've taken over the years. The One Page Brand Message Map is here to change that. 
Let's take your scattered ideas and turn it into a concise, structured brand message that sells in about 30 minutes. What you'll do is download a Google slide or PowerPoint template. Complete the writing prompts, fill in the blank exercises and brainstorming activities that will give you brand message clarity fast. You'll have the most important information about your ideal client that allows you to write content quickly at your fingertips. And the best part, there are bonus trainings about how to use the messaging map and a video training on how to create your own client journey so that you can take people from who the heck are you to shut up and take my money faster than ever before. So you can grab your copy with all the bonus trainings at brandmessagemap.com. And for a limited time, when you use the code REBEL at checkout, you'll only pay 49 bucks, which is half off the regular price. Just use the code REBEL at checkout. Go to brandmessagemap.com and put your scattered ideas into a structured brand message that sells on a single page. Welcome to the Rebel Rising Podcast, where business owners, speakers, and entrepreneurs have real conversations about making the journey to becoming the next generation of thought leaders and influencers. This is the place to take a stand in your industry, get messy with your message, slay your mindset demons, and grow a profitable business that allows you to make a bigger impact while doing more good. Here's your host, the instigator of Three Word Rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazur. Natalie, welcome to the Rebel Rising podcast. I'm so glad you're with us. I'm so thrilled to be here as well. I'm especially excited to have you on right now because (laughs) we've hit an unprecedented time in our lives, in our economy, in our world. You are, well, I loved what you said before, right before the show, you're a leading learner in how to get paid by being you. But before we started, I want to, I want you just to introduce yourself to our audience. Also, just tell me, how are you doing these days? (laughs) Well, yeah, great question. So, Natalie Sisson, I'm here down under in New Zealand, and at the time of this recording, we are about 24 hours away from going into lockdown, thanks to COVID-19. So if you're listening to this recording then, this is the timing. I feel really grateful and fortunate to have a business that is all online, that is can be run from anywhere, from a laptop, from a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, it's just brilliant. I've been working from anywhere for around 10 or 11 years, so this is nothing new to me, but it seems surprising now that so few people have currently in this climate have experienced it before. So I'm, I'm actually excited about that being one of the positives that comes out of this pandemic is this ability for people to realize how they can take opportunities from and to look at their careers and to look at their potential businesses and side hustles and look at what is possible because there's always opportunity that comes from crisis. Um, and essentially, yeah, for the last 10 years, I've been a content creator, a podcaster like you, an author, a speaker, a blogger a blogger and um, created digital products, courses, um, all sorts of good online offerings or great online offerings, I'd hope, teaching people how to build an online business and more recently how to get paid to be you. So in terms of 
what I do. This is probably hopefully really highly relevant to the listeners today. And also how I'm feeling is a great question. And I love that you asked it rather than how are you doing? Because we're, <laughs> we're human beings at the end of the day. So how I'm feeling is I waver right now. I'm definitely wavering um, depending on what news sources I read and which people I speak to. But um, on the whole, once I get over my jet lag from being in Australia for a few days and being back home, which I'm very grateful for in New Zealand, I'm feeling like I really want to show up and be that leading learner and um, help as many people as possible and create some opportunities for them in this time and give them, you know, basically hope and the tools and the methods to be able to get paid to be them. Ah. I love it. I love it. So you wrote a really excellent blog post that I'm going to link up, and it's also a podcast as well. I'll link it up into our show notes about the 12 ways to get paid to be you even during a crisis or a recession. I want to take this personal first. So what are you doing right now to navigate this uncertain time? Yeah, great question. So ironically, a couple of days or even just a week before all of this really, really hit the hit the storm, stormy season, um, I had actually just launched a book crowdfunding campaign because <laughs> I was totally intending this time, knowing that it would probably get worse, to write my next book. And I wanted this third book to be much more about personal growth, personal development, much more personal stories, some hilarity to it, some sort of a kick-ass, gentle kick-ass style that I have <laughs> with my clients and customers. So it's called Suck It Up, Princess. And I launched that literally about a week ago. And I was like, wow, is the timing terrible or good? And this is just a really, I think, an interesting question for all of us right now is I think a lot of people are grappling with, is this a good time or not to launch this thing or put out this offer or step into learning new skills or start a new business? And I really do feel that the answer to that is, yes, this is a perfect time because people now more than ever are seeking to learn. They are seeking distractions in a good way, I think. You know, they're like, okay, great. How can I upskill, reskill maybe Mm. if my potential job is on the line, if my business is not as stable as I thought, if I want to add more revenue streams in. So therefore, if people are wanting to learn a new skills and you have those to teach, (laughs) which I'm sure everybody does, in fact, I'm certain of it, you have experienced skill sets um, and you can package that into a way that helps people to learn what you know and you may take for granted. We can go into this more. And so I think now is a great time for people to be putting together short mini courses, running live webinars or workshops, putting out their services to offer people coaching or consulting or strategy sessions or whatever it may be that's sort of in your wheelhouse. And I think now more than ever, we also need to do this just to help the economy. If people are buying from other people and supporting local businesses, online businesses, it means everybody wins. So I think for people who are sitting there going, oh, I feel bad about maybe selling or I feel icky about doing this. I'm like, no, just look at how this will affect everybody worldwide if you're able to support each other during this time. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you know, one of the things that strikes me as you're talking, I think one of the worst things we can do is hoard our money. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Um, Yeah. I was listening to Denise Duffield-Thomas the other day, you know, the money manifestation. I love her. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome, right? And she was like, I've just spent $6,124. And I was like, oh, go you. But she was like, it was significant. People were sharing. They were offering up discounts. Everybody was supporting each other by buying each other's courses. She's like, sure, maybe I didn't need all of them right now, but you know, if I can help and I can leverage my money, then I can do that there. And I just thought that was such a neat way of looking at it. It's like right now, if everybody's doing this, how can we all support and jump on board and use our money 
appropriately because as you know whatever you give always comes back to you you know if you're generous it comes back to you in droves and it also makes you feel good to be supporting people right now who might potentially need your money more than you even if you feel like oh my gosh I've really got to save it or I'm worried this is a time I think where there's more opportunities than ever to I would say make wise investments and also make more money for yourself and then be able to once again reinvest what you're making in that form of abundance so if you there's this beautiful cyclical aspect then I think it makes it easier to grasp yes yes and I I think that I love also that you're touching on our use of creativity during this time like what else can I offer can you tell us more about like what we should be thinking about and what should we be asking ourselves as we kind of reevaluate like what we're selling and what we're offering and what we're putting out there yeah so in terms of I guess evaluating ourselves it's like really looking at right now what is most important to you and also do you think is most important to others so in the context of that, as I said, I've got this book campaign now and what I am going to start in April, um, right on my birthday actually, is helping people write their damn book. So I've taken something that was going to be more personal for me and I've decided, hey, what if other people want to come along for the ride? You know, I've got the skills. I know two times they're selling, but you know, I, I know enough to be dangerous. I've self-published. I've traditionally published. I've hybrid published. I can help people do this and I feel like they have more time than ever right now and I do feel it's really important to get your message out into the world to write that book and from a book comes so many other potential offerings courses speaking etc and right now it may seem like that's the last thing in the world that's going to happen but we have to think ahead three months six months nine months 12 months two years when people are starting to recover from this how helpful whatever you're doing right now is going to be for them in the future so I've kind of just been doing a bit of an audit of what I currently have on hand what courses have been sort of sitting there that I you know don't talk about anymore that could be refreshed right now that I could do you know a huge discount on or that I could package into a membership so I've just been looking at like right now what do people need most from me how can I show up and use my skills and knowledge to help them you know that might even be offering some group coaching sessions it might be some one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions which I don't typically do anymore but whatever is going to help people move the needle for them right now make them feel supported feel safe feel held give them answers, give them a plan so that they can feel a little bit of normalcy and like they're actually doing something productive and purposeful. And I've, I've seen quite a few people out there like just trying to drive and push, which is, you know, for some people that might be the way they cope. But I just wanted to reiterate here, I think it's about being purposeful and using your energy for the right things, not pushing yourself into the ground and burning out, trying to help too many people in all sorts of ways. It's like, what singular focus can you have for the next and even if you block it out for the next 30 days what's one thing that I can do create be or lead with that is going to help as many people as possible and how can I dedicate my time and energy to that and serving those people in the best possible way and then the next month I can look at the next thing so I think it's just about you know taking your resources and your capabilities and your capacity right now and those days when you're going to find it a bit harder to get out of bed or the days when you're going to feel a little less hopeful and using the days when you're feeling really fired up and really purposeful and energized to go forth and do that work. There were so many great pieces in there, but I think that's a really great question to ask yourself. Like, what can I offer in the next 30 days? Like looking at like, what do I have? Is there a course that I have that I haven't offered in a really long time? Can I offer, can I like zhuzh it up and make it a little bit better and put it out at a deep discount? Yeah. Um, you know, is there something that, yeah, is there like a consulting offer I can put out into the world? Is that, that 
I can just focus on for the next 30 days. But you also said something about taking care of yourself, which is something we talked a little bit about in the pre-chat that I just want to touch upon. So how are you also taking care of yourself during this time? Because you have a lot going on. Yeah, I'm actually, I think it's one thing I've always prioritized in my life is self-care. Um, even though I've been on the burnout twice, I'm going to admit, um, on the verge of burnout twice. So I do daily yoga and I, I've been doing yoga for several years, but since the start of this year, ironically, I chose to do it every single day and I've only missed two days. And one of those was a day I was traveling and one was a day that I was visiting my partner's um, dad in hospital, which you know about, which just happened last week where I just, i you know, it was the first day of arriving there and I just didn't have quite the energy. So uh, one that is like an absolute daily practice um, along with where possible and I make time for it, which I certainly do now, um, is meditation, even if it's just short guided meditation. I'm a huge fan of just getting out and being active. And I know when places are going down into lockdown, it's in Tata. So, you know, I just got kettlebells in our um, kettlebells and some medicine balls to do some functional workout. And we're really lucky where we live. We have 10 acres, so we can actually hike up into the forest. So, and mm. there's literally nobody around. So I appreciate, I'm incredibly grateful for that. But I love that people are coming out with all sorts of online videos to do at home workouts, you know, some jumping jacks and just, you can do literally anything in a space of around two meters by two meters. And trust me, I've done it when I was traveling the world and in hotels and all sorts of crazy small spaces. Um, so exercise and, and movement is really important for me as well as focusing on my mind. So meditations, as I said, journaling, I have a little uh, routine in the morning that goes like yoga first thing into um, journaling, gratitudes, and then into meditation. And then I have lemon water because I just love it for cleansing. And then I take my supplements. And right now I'm taking a pretty decent concoction for the immune system. Nothing over the top, just a vitamin, you know, Yeah. because oh. I'm vegan currently. And, um, and some reishi mushroom that it's awesome. Just, just, so, just being really smart around supplements and some daily greens. And getting good sleep, like getting good sleep and getting some humor in your day, whether that's joking around with my partner or lots of cuddles with my dogs and following their antics um, or watching some great comedy because laughter is one of the best forms of medicine. And so I think for people who, if you feed off other people and you get energy from them, then making time right now, you're probably doing for Zoom calls or mm -hmm. Skype or FaceTime just to be able to connect with people you love is really important. But at the end of the day, for me, it's about attempting to keep up this daily uh, sort of ritual that I have because it just gives you a little bit more certainty in all these uncertain times and a bit of normalcy which we as humans need we need it's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs right like we need those base level things we need food shelter <laughs> warmth and then we need just that certainty and then it goes up into uncertainty and all those good things but um, right now I think we're at that sort of baseline of the pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and we need to be really mindful of just keeping ourselves healthy and sane. Yes, 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 yes. And I love the routine part of it because I think especially for people who are making that transition to working from home and I know like like you and I have been like we're old hands <laughs> of the <laughs> online business thing and working from home so we're good with the routines but I know so many of my friends and people who you know are doing the side hustle thing and now they're home and they're like I don't have a routine anymore and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm telling all of my friends I was like okay first thing you have got to get dressed every single day. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, just to have some normalcy, I was like, and having some type of morning routine where you're taking care of yourself, like whether, you know, if you can go for a walk I and mean, go out for a walk, move your body, like do yeah. something that feeds you and makes you feel good because you have to take care of yourself in order to go out and create. Yeah, 100%. And thank you for mentioning that. I don't even not think not to get dressed. Like it's such an inbuilt habit in me. Like every morning after the exercise and after that, I shower, I get dressed as if I'm going out for the day, you know, mm -hmm. like I'll I do too. make myself look a little better. And you feel 100%. And I always remember a quote from Ellie Brown from like probably about eight years ago. I remember her saying this. She was like, especially if you're in a job of front-facing business development and sales. And she's like, if you work from home and you sit there in your pajamas and you jump on these sales calls and you expect to sound like a successful, productive person, you're not. And she's like, I tell you, just go, get up in the morning, have a shower, shave, put a suit on, and then sit at your desk, even at your home with the phone and like tell me that that doesn't make a difference and it was to a particular guy I think at the time and it just he just saw amazing results after that because he suddenly felt more professional more successful and they could hear it in his voice and he was more confident just from dressing just from getting dressed so I think it's really important you said that because I don't know why for me it's a given of course I would but if other people are doing the whole pajamas in bed which is fine every so often right but if that becomes yes. your new norm you can't operate a really successful life and business or career from pajamas and bed. You just, it's, yeah, I think you're deluding yourself if that's the case, even if it's super comfy. It's almost like you're hiding. You've got to show up, you've got to lead, you've got to lead by example. Well, I think that's the dream that people are sold. The people are like, oh, Michelle, you just get to like lay around in your yoga pants and sweatshirts all day. And I'm like, no, that was something I learned really early on that if I didn't get dressed, if I didn't put on makeup, if I didn't like leave the house regularly, I was setting myself up for failure. Mm -hmm. And like, we have to still like, take care of ourselves every single day and like manage our minds and move our bodies. Otherwise, yeah, we, we can't be creative. We can't show up and lead our audiences or lead our businesses or even lead our families or lead ourselves. 100%. Well, I'm all for wearing active wear because I wear it all the time. <laughs> I'm also just about, you know, this is in times of crisis, when everything feels uncertain, it's how we show up that defines us and it makes us who we are. We want to be the best. It's finding that inner strength during times when it just feels like it's escaping you. Um, and that starts with just one tiny step at a time. And, you know, like, as I was saying, like last week, and everything was sort of hitting the fan in the world, but particularly with what we were going through. And it was just like, okay, what's one tiny little thing that I can do right now? And that was actually when I wrote that blog post. I had, I'd had a terrible sleep. I had zero energy. We were visiting my partner's dad in hospital. Just everything felt like, ah. Oh. And I was like, you know what? Just start writing. And the interesting fact of starting to write and then researching and then going over some of my other stuff. And then I was like, oh, it came together. It actually gave me energy. It was amazing. I went from kind of like, oh, this feels like a drag. I can't do this to oh, I can, you know, this is turning into effort posts and this is giving me energy and this is great and this is going to help people. And um, it was just amazing actually to see that change. But it all started from that, just that one step of opening the blog post and yeah. starting to write a few words, quite honestly. So if people are sitting there going, but how? It's like start with just 
you know, for the next five minutes, I'm just going to write something. Or for the next five minutes, I'm just going to do a little video. For the next five minutes, I'm going to read something useful. And um, it really goes from there. Tiny steps, big leaps. Yes, yes. And I love that you said that because I think sometimes we can just get like, inundated with the news or the negativity or just the scroll on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram or whatever. And it's just like removing yourself from that and opening up the document and just taking the tiny step to write, to create something, to even like look at the course that you haven't done anything with in a hundred years and being like, okay, like what can I do with this? What is possible for me here? Absolutely. What is is Um, possible to create? Yes. I love that. It's possible. Just all the possibilities. Also, I just want to say rituals and morning routines before and to, you know, really help you get started a great day regardless. The second thing I would add to that is, you know, we all do it. Do not start by reading terrible news sources or posts from your friends who are worried. Like it is the single way to start the day. And I did it a few times and obviously depressed me and on the days when I didn't I felt like day with what I had the optimism I had the ideas that I had the things that I wanted to do and I had a entirely different the opportunities and what possibility awaits versus straight away being distracted by the things and I'm not saying you know avoid reality because it's very real right now but be mindful of at which point in the day you check in on those things and check in on people so having really clear boundaries around your energy and space. Yes. Yes. Like I have certain rules with my husband because my husband loves Twitter and I'm like, you can't send me so many tweets, honey. I just, I just can't. I just, I just can't during the day. (laughs) It's not good for my productivity. (laughs) hundred percent. I agree. And so I think that's just, yeah, really, really important as if you have well-meaning friends and family to say, well, you know, I do appreciate news if it's from great sources. For me, it's just the World Health Organization and the government sites right now, pretty much. But, you know, even if you just set boundaries with your friends and family, hey, I won't be online until 11 a.m., for example. Just so know if you're trying to contact me during these times, everything's okay. And use that time to do, you know, as I said, your journaling, your writing, your reading, what working on something important. So you just block out those hours and carve them out for you. Because also during this time, I know everybody needs more time with, family, friends, they sort of need more outreach and contact virtually, given that we can't have as much of it physically. Yes. Yes. And I think having that contact virtually is so important right now. Yeah. So we're almost finished with our interview, but I wanted to ask a couple more things (laughs) before we go, because this is one thing that I thought was very hopeful from this post. And I want to share it because you have a list of five different industries that you think are going to thrive, but I wanted yeah. to call out one. And why do you think the coaching and counseling industry is going to thrive? Because I know I have a lot of coaches in my audience. And so mm. I just wanted to get your perspective on this. Yeah, well, this is obviously totally my opinion, but just from watching the trends, also looking at previous kind of, I guess, world issues when there have been tight times and recessions people still need that sense of guidance mentoring and coaching in fact I think if anything they're looking for it more than ever they're doubting their own decisions they're doubting their minds they're doubting what's possible so for two senses as a coach mentor or advisor um, people are still willing to invest there because I think they feel they need 
more of that accountability hand-holding than ever. They just want to know that somebody's got their back, that they've got somebody who's supporting them when they're especially needing to support others. Um, and from a counselling perspective, you know, I read something that was really fascinating the other day. They said, just because we have this pandemic doesn't mean that relationship breakups, um, I don't want to go there too much, but, you know, abuse, mental illness, none of that stuff disappears just because we're going through a pandemic. If anything, it's highlighted even more. So there's even more need for people to call counsellors and have that, you know, that ear to, to lean on and that person to be able to guide them through how they're feeling because everything is intensified. So I do feel for people who have maybe reskilled or retrained in that or used to do it and want to come back out, like people are going to be crying out for it. Um, my partner's sister works with a helpline and they've been absolutely, a helpline, sorry, and they've just been absolutely bombarded with normally you know, mental health issues, people talking about suicide, all sorts. But with this pandemic, people are now ringing up and going, along with that, what about COVID-19? So, you know, they've just been run off the phones. And so I think it's very, very timely. If that is a skill that you possess, if that's an ability that you have, certified or in counselling, obviously, or in business coaching, and if you just have the skills from doing that, I think it's a really great time to be doing that and offering that up because people need support now more than ever. Yes. And I want to just reiterate that because a lot of my clients are coaches. I have a lot of coaches and therapists in my practice that I help with their messaging. They are seeing like just their businesses blossom right now because people do need help and support. So if you are at all hesitating, putting your services, your offerings out there, don't. As Natalie said earlier, this is a time to be selling, to be offering, to be of service. So coaches, therapists, we need you. Please put your services out into the world. This is your time. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So. So one last question for you. What's the one thing you think people should keep in mind as they are navigating this big, uncertain time that we're in? Mm, That is a big, juicy question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd love to say that for me, the little things that you do right now are setting you up for a future, I believe, of possibility, happiness, and purpose. And by that, I mean every single little action that you manage to take over the next days, weeks, and months is going to serve you really, really well in the future. For any other hard times that you may come through, and there will be more for any other global sort of issues that we're going to go through together as a community, as nations, as one. And so this is the moment for you to start building those really solid foundations. By that, I'm talking about your mindset, strengthening your mindset through meditation, through coaching, um, through upskilling, also through those daily rituals. All of the things that you're going to develop right now in this time and beyond are going to serve you for every single other opportunity and possibility in your life. So I'm not trying to make it sound so grandiose, but it's just like turn up every day, show up, do the small things because they will start to add up and they will serve you really, really well to becoming the best human being you can be regardless of what is happening in the world. I'm giving you a standing ovation right now. (laughs) Because I love that. It's so good. So tell everyone where they can find you online. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to. So I'm, I'm all over social media, including right now. So I'm at Natalie Sisson on Twitter and which I'm not on that much but I am on there and on Instagram for sure and I've also got a free guide actually which is nine steps to monetizing yourself get paid to be used which I've put as a little special 
extra. It's just a free PDF and audio for people if they want to dive into that. And that's at nataliesisson.com forward slash rebel rising because it's a great time to be a rebel. I love, actually, I love your podcast name so much right now. It is absolutely perfect for where we're at. It's, <laughs> it is a time to be a little rebellious, right? Like to reinvent yourself, to do some things differently, to test and experiment, and but most of all, to serve and show up. So yes. yeah, if they want to get a copy of that, um, that's where I've, I've got it. And outside of that, just love for people to say if they've enjoyed this interview, if they've got anything out of it, um, please let, let Michelle and I know. Yes, absolutely. And I would recommend downloading her guide because it will definitely give you some ideas on what other revenue streams to create, what you can experiment with right now as far as your offers go. It's a great resource for figuring out what you could be creating, what's possible for you right now during this time. Because this is a time of possibility. As much as you feel like you're stuck in your house and trapped, there's a lot of possibility for creation. And I think your guide can guide them in that way. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree. Oh. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for being on the show with me. This is so awesome. I'm so glad you're here. It's been amazing. And thank you for giving me tons of energy for the morning because it's morning time here. So thank you for this conversation. It's got me all juiced about the things that I can go and do. Tiny steps, big leaps. So thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for listening to The Rebel Rising Podcast. If you enjoy the show and find it valuable, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you leave us a review, you help more people find the show. For more information on working with me on your three-word rebellion messaging or your keynote speech and speaker marketing, go to drmichellemazur.com. See you next time, Rebel Riser. Rebel Riser.